You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm your host for today, Monica Strutt. And today I really wanted to talk about when to know when to hire out in your music business, when to hire out and bring someone onto your team, when to delegate certain tasks to people outside of your project. So outside of your band or your group. And this is a question that I got recently inside of my being in a band membership, which is my monthly membership where the members get a masterclass delivered every single month on a different topic relating to the music business, the business side of the music industry. We have bi-monthly workshops where we do hot seat coaching and mindfulness, and we have a Q&A and yeah, basically workshop anything that the members need help with, whether that be release plans, EPK, uh, looking over bios, that sort of thing. And there's also a private Facebook community where myself and the other members can support each other. So in one of our monthly workshops, one of the members was asking if it was a bad idea to hire out a Facebook ads manager. And particularly, this is because I do have a masterclass within the membership all about Facebook ads. In a lot of instances, I would say that Facebook ads is absolutely something that you can handle yourself. However, It doesn't mean that you shouldn't hire things like Facebook ads or other tasks to third parties who can maybe complete the task faster and more efficiently and do a better job than you. Now, depending on the task and depending on where you're at in your band is really going to dictate whether or not I would recommend hiring out or not. So I'm going to go through some of the most common jobs that bands and musicians hire out and go through the pros and cons of going DIY or paying for someone to do it. Before we get started, make sure you are subscribed and following me on all of my socials. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. And if you'd like my free Free Spotify playlist cheat sheet, you can head to monicastrutcom slash Spotify and download it free. I also have another really cool freebie, which is my guided meditation on how to overcome imposter syndrome. I've been getting such killer feedback on this meditation. It's 12 minutes long. It's ideal to do in the morning before you start your day. And it takes you through some breathing and visualization exercises that really help you tap into your core purpose of why you're pursuing music in order to overcome any feelings of doubt experienced, most commonly known as imposter syndrome. And let me just preface that by saying imposter syndrome is something that you're probably never going to stop experiencing, but you can learn to identify it and therefore move through it quicker. So one of the tools that I've developed for you is this free imposter syndrome guided meditation. So you can grab that at monicastrutcom slash meditation. So when it comes to hiring out tasks within your music project or band, there are a couple of different factors to consider. And it's really about is the time and energy you're spending on completing the task worth the outcome? And is it worth the money that you would save? So the first most common 
business activity for music artists that they may consider hiring out is PR. So PR is the act of getting media traction for a release and a tour. So that's a new single EP or album and shows. And typically those things are usually lumped together. And one of the core components of running a successful PR campaign is having the contacts and also knowing how to write a compelling press release. Now, When bands first start out and when musicians first start out, often I'll recommend that they DIY their PR. PR can cost, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. And when you're first starting out, to be honest, I feel like that money is a lot better spent invested in Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Spotify ads. It is pretty easy to find media contacts and you can pretty easily research how to write a compelling press release. In fact, I actually put together a whole course on this called PR Made Simple, which you can get at monicastrut.com. So if you're not 100% confident in how to run a PR campaign and time it and everything, I recommend doing my PR course and it's going to cost you a fraction of the price of hiring out your PR. Some other advantages of doing the PR yourself is you start to establish relationships with media outlets. And as someone who manages a media outlet myself, it is definitely looked upon kind of favorably when bands contact you directly, provided they do so in the right way, because it does add that point of difference between all the PR companies that are contacting me on the daily. So when a band reaches out, I'm probably more likely to actually look at their press release. And I mean, I open every email and listen to every song I receive, but there is something that I don't know, maybe it's because I teach this for a living. There is something that I really respect about a band going DIY. And as I said, as long as they're doing it in the right way, it can absolutely be successful. Another advantage is you learn more about the music industry. So there is so much experience to be gained with each and every PR campaign that you do. I mean, I run PR campaigns for bands and I have a whole course on it and I feel like I'm learning all the time as the industry changes and as people go about different sorts of release strategies. So it definitely can be a great learning experience. And of course, doing your own PR can save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, as I kind of alluded to. But some of the advantages of hiring a PR agency is it definitely saves you time. DIYing your PR can take a little bit of time for researching, writing the press release, responding to emails, and I guess just managing the day-to-day activities of trying to get press traction. And of course, PR agencies have very well-established relationships with press outlets. So when you're DIYing your PR campaign, you may be able to get yourself more so featured on smaller blogs and, you know, you might get a couple of different radio spots here and there, but the larger PR companies more often than not have more of a relationship, as I said, with the media outlets. So they can kind of, there's that, I guess, familiarity between the media outlet and the PR company and a level of trust that isn't there when you just email someone that you don't know out of the blue. In saying that, PR companies certainly cannot force media outlets to publish anything on you. It is up to the individual outlet after all. And when you are a small band, I mean, you don't have that much leverage. So it's kind of unlikely that you'll get two bigger placements, you know, 
it's not likely that you'll get a Kerrang! magazine or a alternative press magazine spot on your first campaign. So you really have to weigh up all the pros and cons when it comes to going DIY or hiring out. One of the other common activities that bands and musicians hire out is Facebook ads management. Facebook ads are a topic that confuses a lot of people. And let me just be real. I don't love talking about Facebook ads. I do have a workshop shop on Facebook ads within my being in a band membership, but it's definitely not something that is a core part of my business. I'm more holistic in helping a band, I guess, establish their fan base from a, as I said, holistic perspective and really raising their profile in the scene to get bigger opportunities and growing their audience that way, as, as opposed to, you know, there's other individuals that really, really hone in on Facebook ads specifically and kind of just teach that strategy and nothing else. So that being said, I mean, Facebook ads are obviously a really important part of growth as a musician and as a band. They really help you to break into new audiences that you may not be able to reach purely from playing live in your hometown or the neighboring cities or just posting organically. Organic posting definitely works and I have many, many strategies to leverage organic use of social media, but there comes a point where you really need to break out of that and you can speed up your growth and the whole process of reaching new audiences through Facebook ads. So Facebook ads can be a draining topic for a lot of people and let's all face it, the ads platform isn't the most user-friendly platform. It has bugs all of the time and there's a lot of my clients and even my own band at the moment that are going through a verification process of their business and yeah, it just frustrates a lot of people. That being said, if you're someone who naturally gravitates towards looking at analytics and having a structured approach to marketing that is measurable, then Facebook ads might be your forte. But for those of us who are more so in the creative brain, that's not to say that people who are interested in analytics and whatnot aren't creative, but for those of us who find Facebook ads overwhelming and who don't love focusing so much on those details, it may be worth, I guess, learning the basics of the Facebook ads platform. But eventually when you're ready, hiring out, especially when you have a major release like an album, because I would rather artists focus on what they're good at, such as creating art, creating excellent content for social media that is going to really connect with their audience and continue to build a relationship with their audience to eventually turn them into customers. I would rather artists focus on that and the things that they enjoy, because a lot of the time when we focus on stuff like Facebook ads or parts of our music business that we find energetically draining, it makes us resent trying to promote and market our music altogether. I cannot tell you how many musicians I speak to every single week who are feeling on the edge of burnout because they are just so frustrated with trying to get their music out there. Yet I find that they're wasting their time and energy on all the things that are, yes, one piece of the pie when it comes to growth, but not the entire pie. Is the thing that you're trying to DIY worth your time, effort, and sanity? Or are you better off? Is it more strategic to hire out the things that you really don't enjoy and focus your energy elsewhere? Now, of course, 
when it comes to hiring, I don't recommend that bands who are just starting start hiring out left, right, and center. I really think that it is more practical and useful and strategic to spend your money on high quality production for your music and excellent videos and professional photography. But if you're already past that point and you feel like you've hit a plateau, then maybe hiring someone even on a consultancy basis can really help you break through that glass ceiling and get to the next level and really open your mind to other ways of doing things. And of course, eventually you may like to hire someone to take over certain tasks on a temporary basis. I wanted to end this episode by listing off a couple of tasks within your music business that I believe should always be hired out and a couple of tasks that should never be hired out. So let's go with always hired out. First of all, I always believe that you need to get a professional photographer to take your band photos. You are competing with so many other bands out there who are investing in themselves and who really look the part when it comes to looking like an established band. For anyone into law of attraction, you'll probably be familiar with the concept that like attracts like. So if you start looking like and behaving like a professional band, you'll find that people start treating you like a professional band and you'll get the opportunities that professional bands would get. But another way of putting it is dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So even though you're not making a profit from your music at this point in time, it doesn't mean that you need to present yourself like a DIY band. Imagine if you went to a restaurant and you ordered a dish and it turned up and it looked like dog's vomit. There were bits of fur in it and it was a weird color and it was kind of jiggly. You know, that doesn't sound very appetizing. And no matter how much the chef tries to tell you that it tastes really good and just to give it a go and he promises that it won't give you food poisoning, you're very, very unlikely to actually go forward and put that spoon in your mouth. I have no idea where that metaphor came from, but yeah, hopefully no one's eating right now. So your image and your strategy really needs to reflect the quality of your music. I've come across so many bands recently who have incredible music that is recorded professionally, but when you jump on their social media, there ain't no way in hell I would pay to see them live because they just look like they're doing it as a hobby. There are so many bands who are investing in themselves. I know I've said this just a moment ago, but you are competing with all the other bands out there who are taking it seriously and who are investing in themselves. And a part of this is being realistic, right? I mean, as soon as we create something, we're usually pretty proud of it. We want to show everyone. But if you have taken band photos, I don't care if you took them yesterday and they wouldn't stand up on, say, a Download Festival UK lineup page of their website, if your band would look super amateur compared to all the other bands out there, then you're probably not looking like the part. You're probably not looking at a level where you would ever be offered an opportunity remotely like that. So we have to be really realistic about this as well. Now, I'm not saying that you have to hire, you know, the best photographer in the world that takes photos of Slipknot, but I mean, hire a really good local photographer who maybe does take photos or 
does do videos for up and coming bands who are getting, you know, opening or support slots on, you know, tours around your country and who are getting management and label offers and everything like that. Point being, make sure that you hire a professional photographer to take your band photos. And this also needs to be applied to videographer and also a producer. Now, when I say producer, I don't mean engineer. I mean an actual producer who's going to work with you to produce your songs, to help make your songs better and push you to do the best takes possible and to give you outside ideas that yourself and your bandmates or those that you collaborate with may not have thought of. So those are the main things I would never hire out. Photographers, videographers, and producers when it comes to recorded music. And so on to some of the things that I believe should never be hired out and not even fully hired out if you become, you know, the most famous band in the world with over a million Facebook followers. Not that that really means that you're the most famous band in the world, but not even when you're at the point where you are super, super big on social media and making a full-time living out of music should you fully hand this over. And that is social media management. Social media is one of the key tools when it comes to connecting with your audience. And there are so many influencers with millions of followers online that still manage their own socials, at least to a certain extent. The problem is I come across so frequently a lot of bands who just don't want to learn how to use social media properly and want to hire this out straight away. Unfortunately, no matter how much the person that you hire digs your band, they're never going to be you. They're never going to speak like you. And there's always going to be some sort of level of inauthenticity and it's going to slow down the process of actually establishing a relationship with your fan base, which means you slow down the process of converting your fans to customers who are going to buy from you. So social media is probably the key thing that I would never hire out within your band. And other things like whether you bring on a label or whether you bring on a manager or a booking agent to your team, that's ultimately going to be personal preference. And again, it's really about how much you can do for yourself and what the benefits are going to be about bringing those sorts of people onto your team um, and weighing up the costs and the time and everything like that. So ultimately that's up to personal preference. I don't really have any guidelines, but absolutely social media. I don't want to hear about any of you listening to this, hiring that out. Ads is a different story because it's kind of disconnected from your audience and you can ultimately write the copy and then they can manage all the back end and set up and everything like that. But when it comes to organic posting on socials, 100%, you should manage that yourself. And before we go, if you're now thinking, oh God, Monica, but social media stresses me out. I always feel so much pressure to post and I feel like I don't understand the algorithms and that the algorithms suck. You need to listen to a recent episode that I did on the Daily Music Business podcast all about social media burnout. And let me just tell you, it's probably going to solve your problem and it's probably going to take a huge weight off your shoulders. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. If you did, I would love if you let me know on my socials. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. And don't forget to download those freebies that I told you about at the beginning of the episode, my Spotify playlist cheat sheet at monicastrutt.com slash Spotify and the overcoming imposter syndrome guided meditation at monicastrutt.com slash meditation. I hope you're well and I'll speak to you next time. Bye. 
Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like chocolate. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.